is the Taz and Jim podcast. We're watching history here. Donald Trump has left the White House. He's landed at Joint Base Andrews. His helicopter took off from the lawn at the White House. He has landed. He's going to have a little ceremony. And then he's getting on Air Force One and going to Florida. For the last time, eh? That's it. <laughs> we were wondering, Jim, because when he got on the helicopter at the White House, it was just him and Melania, and we were a little worried that he forgot Baron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's Baron? <laughs> Baron! <laughs> Kid wakes up. <laughs> the White House all alone. Yeah, family's gone. All yeah. the furniture's missing. Yeah. And then, and then Dad? The, and then the terrorist or Capitol Hill rioters show up to try to break in, and he has to set up booby traps <laughs> to keep them all out. <laughs> a couple of bungling MAGA terrorists. <laughs> Trying to trying to overthrow the government. Yeah. Their their only uh, the only line of defense is Baron Trump and his iron. Michael Jordan dancing in the window. <laughs> and then at the end, Joe Biden with his snow shovel hits the guys <laughs> over the head with the rubber boots. Hey, they told me this old man was uh, was terrible. <laughs> he was the worst person ever. Turns out he's a pretty nice guy. I hear I hear that's not salt he drags around in his big bucket. It's the shredded constitution. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Donald Trump. He's wrapping her up, and uh, Joe Biden is going to be inaugurated later today. Wouldn't it be great? This, this is the surprise twist. The door to Air Force One opens up. Who's standing there? Joe Exotic. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. I pardoned him. <laughs> That was a big rumor, right? Everyone was waiting to see if Joe Exotic was going to get pardoned yesterday. Why would that happen? It wouldn't have surprised me. Would you have been shocked if Joe Exotic got the pardon? I truly would have. I honestly, I truly would have. I, you know, I, I don't know how him and Donald Trump got connected because they're both train wrecks, I guess. But they're uh, both reality TV stars. True, yeah, true, yeah. But no, I, I, I expected Julian Assange to get pardoned over Joe Exotic for sure, which also didn't happen. <laughs> how mad would Julian Assange have been? <laughs> <laughs> the Tiger King guy. <laughs> he got. Uh, <laughs> They're really going to have to do a number with the cleaning crew on that Air Force One before before Biden starts using her. It's just, you look at some of the stories we've heard about Donald Trump, like uh, the hotel room over there in Russia that the, the Obamas had stayed in. Remember what he allegedly did in that room? Oh, yeah. Wasn't it like, yeah, he had uh, the prostitutes. The PP tank. Yeah. <laughs> That totally happened. There is going to be so much urine on Air Force One after this trip to Florida. You know, he doesn't even smoke. He's just going to be smoking cigarettes and spilling wine on this fancy carpet. Why not? He doesn't drink. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah, yeah. Alcohol. Only urine. (laughs) Just kidding. Donald Trump. Final hours as president of the United States. He says it's been an incredible four years. That's one way to put it. They always say if you're going to remake something... Remake something that's terrible, because then you're guaranteed to do a better job. But can you remake one of the funniest movies of all time? Well, Seth MacFarlane mm-hmm. is thinking about it. He says that he wants to revive The Naked Gun. Hmm. Without Leslie Nielsen, who we lost years ago, Frank Drebin himself, you think it's possible to do another Naked Gun, Jim? I, you know, it's obviously possible to do it, but it's, it's so Leslie Nielsen's, 
you know, absolute buffoonery. Yeah. Like, you know, he know, doesn't know anything's going on. He makes the show, I don't know. They're thinking about having Liam Neeson as okay. the... As the, uh, I don't know if he'll be Frank Drebin or if he'll be another character in the Naked Gun universe. Okay, yeah. I see Liam Neeson, he did a couple things with Ricky Gervais and was oh, surprisingly funny. Life is short. Oh, yeah. The, the improv scene that he does in Ricky Gervais' office, it's one so of the funny. funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I feel like he's got the, the humor chops. The deadpan, the deadpan humor. Yeah. And the rumor is that Leslie Nielsen didn't even get any of the jokes. He played it straight just because he was acting. Like, he, did, he wasn't really, like, he probably had had a good sense of humor but didn't really know what was going on i got to interview leslie nielsen what was he like one time he was hilarious he had a little fart uh he had a little fart machine with him and he kept yeah, everything so, i hoped it would be yeah so <laughs> so he was like talking all serious like you said but he, then you just hear That's go amazing. off every once in a while yeah i don't know he, he was a beauty canadian too national treasure yeah i i like some of seth mcfarland stuff I don't think like a million days ways to die in the West or whatever. Which had Liam Neeson in it. Wasn't very good. I haven't seen a show Orville yet. Maybe it is good. I, I He's working on another one. Isn't he doing Revenge of the Nerds too? I think he's he's involved in a remake of Revenge of the Nerds. Hmm. I, have the studios just reached out to him saying, we've got these franchises we want to revive. Yeah. You're a funny guy. Can you make it happen? I could see I could see the Naked Gun working a little bit better because it is random, quick-paced jokes, nonstop, yeah. almost family guy-esque. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Nordberg's available. Who's that? O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see free. He's on Twitter all the time now. Yeah. That would be O.J.'s amazing. looking for work. <laughs> oh, my God. If they got O.J. back on, that would be a spectacle. Okay. It's Batch. It's crazy. Jim wants to talk about The Bachelorette. What's going on? I only have to talk about this and this is the last I'll bring it up because we need closure Taz and I want to say that we absolutely called it if you weren't listening to our bachelor at recaps late last year in November bachelorette no you were gleefully participating (laughs) it was fun to watch the train wreck because this was the most train wreckiest bachelorette season of all and that's hard to do yeah so but what happened basically was there was one bachelorette who was the 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 go-to girl this year she was the oldest bachelorette uh, of all time 39 years old her name was Claire and 10 days into the season she quit she left 20 of the other bachelors hanging as she found this one guy named Dale who right from the very beginning she had eyes for didn't give any of the other guys a chance and after 10 days she shut the entire process down the entire season was over she said I want to talk to anybody else I just want my man Dale and uh, they had to bring in a new bachelorette to finish the season with these desperate guys but Claire did get her proposal from Dale after knowing him for 10 days it happened, <laughs> and we called it Taz. We we played a clip uh, of of them interacting after the proposal, and you described it as a hostage negotiation. Can you believe this happened? Yeah, it's a lot to to, to take in. But, uh... <laughs> How he makes me feel is literally like sunbeams out of my heart. Like into the world. I know that sounds so stupid, but I just feel it to my core. And whether it took one day or 10 days or two weeks or two years, like this man makes me happy. 
We love this man. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell him that over and over and over and over again. She says it a lot. I tell him I'm so obsessed with <laughs> What is next for you guys? Moving in together? Like a lot, a lot. What's up? I think, like, you know, obviously... Babies! <laughs> uh, really, like... We we talked. Yeah, you just bit. you just skipped right hey, over um, that. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, this no, guy are we, are we is having babies first. We're gonna get married first. Yeah, we're gonna get married first. He's in trouble. Happens. We're just happy to like start our lives together yeah. and to get to know each other more and more. He's and more. Young. You could obviously tell. So that was the replay of last November. Uh, it was November fifth. Right. Let me guess. They they broke up. He, they broke up last night. It was announced on Instagram, and we further discussed it. As you said, Jim, give me a prediction. How long do you think this is gonna last? And here. Is my prediction. Crazy. I think it's over before Christmas. I was wrong, Taz. I was wrong. They made it through the holidays. I apologize. They made it past Christmas, but it's over now. Didn't we have listeners guessing how long they were going to last as well? Indeed we did. A lot of people said two weeks. A lot of people said before Christmas. Uh, The closest guess was Jesse with two months because it officially lasted 75 days. There you go, Jesse. Congratulations. You were right. Is there a prize? No, no, just the satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, you get to you get to date Claire now. <laughs> That's your prize. She's very stable. She's not picky or demanding <laughs> at all. You two should be very happy together. Rejected Jeopardy categories. I'll take animal genitalia audio clues. Joining us on the Taz and Jim Show, improv legend, Colin Mockery. Hey, Colin. Hello, how are you? We're doing very good. Uh, You've got a big show coming up, and I love that you guys are doing this. You and Brad Sherwood from Whose Line Is It Anyways are doing shows on Zoom, Stream of Consciousness. Tell us more. Uh, That's pretty much it. (laughs) Um, Through a technology that I do not understand... Um, I'm in Toronto, Brad is in Vegas, and um, we do a show together. It looks like we're in the same room. We actually, with the technology, we can go into audience members' uh, living rooms and talk to them, get suggestions. So it's all uh, like our stage show, improvised, but it just happens to be in this virtual setting. Yeah, it's incredible how much technology has advanced in terms of connecting people over the past 11 months. You guys, I mean, you must be missing the live audiences, but next best thing is being able to connect with people directly in their living rooms. Like You're taking suggestions still from people on the Zoom, and and it's a fully interactive show, right? Yeah, we have uh, people doing scenes with us. yeah, it's, it's totally interactive. The only um, odd thing is, um, you know, we don't hear any laughter during the show, which Brad is totally used to. <laughs> but for, um, for some of us, it's a, bit, it's a bit of a learning curve. Yeah, it must be a little bit odd. Do you really, at this point in your career, need the laughter to know that you nailed a good line? It helps. <laughs> I mean, there are, you know, there are times you've... Oh, Lord knows, in, there's been live shows where I felt, oh, this will be a killer line, and there's nothing. So um, at least here, I don't get that confirmed. I just go, oh, I'm sure that was brilliant. 
Well, I know people are they're stuck at home. They're looking for ways to be entertained, to socialize, and you can do both here with these shows. You got one coming up on Sunday, this Sunday at 8 p.m., and another one Saturday, January the 30th, if uh, people want to check them out. If you want to buy some tickets, we put the link on the Taz and Jim Facebook page for everyone to uh, go check out. Now, Colin, uh, while we have you here, we wanted to play a, a quick little game with you, okay? All right. This is called, Do You Remember Jim Kelly? <laughs> and this is how it works. <laughs> Jim, okay. say, say hello. Hi, Colin. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Do you remember Jim Kelly? I do. Uh, I remember doing a show with the improv troupe out there, and I believe I did his radio show with him. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. We had you on the show. We did the show at the... Uh, I think it was Centennial Hall. Shut the front door improv Shut the front was door your improv. troop at the time, Jim. Yeah. Colin and your wife uh, joined us, both two hilarious people, did a great show, and it was uh, it was a very important moment in my life. It was a Saturday for you, but it felt great for me. <laughs> it was very important. I mean, through there we became Twitter buddies. Yeah, there we go. Wow. <laughs> we, we need, this is all very general. I want specific. <laughs> Describe what Jim looks like for the audience. He um, was, what, he's like uh, six feet. He has hair. Um, he has skin covering his entire body. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. You, you do remember the guy. <laughs> wow, that's, <laughs> that's we great. We would have also accepted yeah. rat-like. A li- little mousy, yeah. <laughs> Whose line is it anyway? You know Colin Mockery and Brad Sherwood from that show. They're doing some live Zoom shows. And can you stick around for a second, Colin? We'd love for you, since Jim, the highlight of his life was being on stage with you, maybe we can get mm-hmm. a second highlight going if you would play an improv game with Jim coming up on the show. Sure. It's Taz and Jim. We're back with Colin Mockery. You know him from Whose Line Is It Anyways? He's doing some uh, live Zoom shows with Brad Sherwood. All the details on the Taz and Jim Facebook page if you want to buy your tickets. Now, Colin, you have shared the stage with Jim Kelly. I should say Jim Kelly, you've shared the stage with Colin Mockery a couple years ago with your improv troupe. I thought we'd uh, see if we could recreate some of that magic. I remember being in in the audience that night and seeing those sparks fly. It was lightning in a bottle. Maybe you could set this up a little more. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was the most important night for Taz all around. <laughs> I was proud of you. I was like a proud papa out there watching you on stage with one of the best in the world. Yeah, you you guys better do the best improv you've ever done now. Oh, dear. <laughs> Nothing like doing improv at 10 in the morning, eh, Colin? Nothing like it. Well, this is probably... Over the phone. Jim, why don't, why don't you repeat that line and say... At 8 in the morning, because that's when this is going to air. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, we'll just skip past it. No, go. Say okay. it again. Here we go. Nothing like doing improv at 8 in the morning, eh? Oh, it'd be better at 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to play a round of the alphabet game. So each uh, response needs to start with the next letter of the alphabet. Colin, I don't have to tell you. You know how this works. I'm going to give you guys the scenario. Jim, you are an anti-mask pastor at a church. You believe in God, but you don't believe in wearing COVID masks. Colin, you are Jesus Christ. The pastor doesn't recognize you because you are wearing your mask. Wow, okay. And we'll start with Jim and the letter A. Amen, and I'd like to thank you all for breaching the COVID protocols and joining us here at Mass today. 
buddy, buddy. Hey, it's me, it's me at the back. Um, I, 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 I don't think you're doing what you should be doing. Could you speak up? I can't hear your voice through your mask. Don't make me raise my voice. I have my father's voice. It's very resonant. Everybody thinks their dad has the booming voice, but I, I'm sure your dad is just another regular dad. Forget that, buddy. My father is the Almighty, and he sent me here to tell you about the power of masks. God? God is your dad? Have I ever steered you wrong before? I, I can't believe it. I, I can see a beard be- behind your mask. <laughs> Just let me turn this water into wine. That will prove my credentials. <laughs> Kalamazoo, Michigan, has no. is rolling is in its grave. <laughs> Let me tell you right now, I don't need a geography lesson to know who I am. My, my lord. And wear a mask. My lord, can you ever forgive me for this, this health oversight? No. <laughs> Let's end it there, guys. I think that was uh, that was pretty darn good. You know, if if anyone has a beard under their COVID mask, they must be Jesus. <laughs> Safe to say. That's the rule of thumb. Colin Mockery, check him out with Brad Sherwood. Stream of Consciousness, a live improv show via Zoom in your living room. All the details, if you want to buy tickets, are on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. Oh, thanks for having me on. Jim, it was great working with you again. <laughs> Cheers to one more in the future, man. Take care. You too. It's the uh, 20th of January. Today is National Cheese Lovers Day. Best cheese, Jim, is... Cheddar. Yeah. Or mozzarella. Cheddar, uh, you can't go wrong, right? Yeah, A nice sandwiches. slice of old cheddar. Mm-hmm. A, little, a little Balderson. You ever treat yourself to the Balderson? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, I'm, not, I'm no cheese connoisseur by any means. Uh-huh. It's it's the good stuff. Hmm. Costs a little bit more. Is that something you would combine with something, or is that a charcuterie action? I would put it on a hamburger. I'd put it on a sandwich, have hmm. it with crackers. Yeah, charcuterie board. It's Costco. They got the big the big thing of Balderson cheese that occasionally we will splurge for. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's just whatever the cheapest is, right? Craft singles, baby. If you can get the big bar of cheese for three dollars and eighty eight cents somewhere, go for it. Cracker Barrel style. I'll just get whatever that is. A little Mild cracker cheddar. barrel, a little yeah. black diamond, <laughs> whatever it is. If it's if it's under four dollars, it's going in the cart. Mm-hmm. Been trying to scale back on the cheese in the new year. That's one of the items <laughs> that really bungs up the gears. <laughs> Get you off the couch not eating it, I'm sure. Maybe it's just me, but I find that cheese is the one item where if you open the fridge and you're looking like, oh, you know, you're just feeling a little snacky. You're like, what am I going to have? Oh, we don't have anything good. I'll just have, cut off a hunk of cheese and eat it. It does because it, it fills you up a little bit. It's like you ate something. And I always find that my cheese, like, I'll, if I have to eat it before it goes moldy. Mm-hmm. So I'll give myself an excuse just to eat it. Right, you know, because I don't, you know, I don't know if you put it in a different separate bag or something every time you open it, but I just fold the thing back under itself. And, and I, I prefer not to do that because it does get it gets a little darker and discolored and hard. Sometimes white, yeah, but harder, yeah. yeah because if if you peel the one side of the label back and there's like a, a crease that's open and you think you've sealed it, mm-hmm. what we do is we do a, a sandwich bag over the end with a rubber band. 
Okay, yeah, simple, effective. You know, if you if you bought the broccoli and you got the blue rubber band on the broccoli. Thick one, yeah. And then you use that on the end of the, the cheese to keep the air out. Mm, life hack. There you go. It's easy. What have I, I've got those kicking around. What have I been doing with my entire cheese life? You've wasted so much so cheese. So much. Honestly, so much. <laughs> Swiss is good. Swiss is good, yeah. Cream cheese. Delicious. Mm-hmm. On a bagel. I'd be a little suspicious of anyone who tells you that cottage cheese is their favorite cheese. Yeah. I don't mind cottage cheese, but favorite? Yeah. If you can only have one cheese for the rest of your life, you're picking cottage? That's like that's like picking ginger ale as your favorite pop. It's like, <laughs> how old are you? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Good selection, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a bowl of cottage cheese and a ginger ale. <laughs> Followed by a Werther's original. Jim Kelly, you you look a little uh, upset over there. Is everything okay? Oh boy. Well, I don't know if I've told you before, Taz, but my uh, my girlfriend Sarah is like deathly afraid of spiders, and not just your average. You, I don't like killing them or squashing them. She literally has nightmares of spiders crawling on her. I don't know if I call it full blown arachnophobia, but she is oh yeah freaked out by spiders. I have to kill the spiders every time. It's common fear. And there seems to be a lot in our house. Like every other day or something, I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm killing a spider on her behalf, and she's getting progressively more angry and, and upset about it. Uh, this morning, I get a message. Uh, she went to go make coffee in the coffee maker this morning. She makes it every day oh, in no. the coffee maker. Every morning, she drinks out of that thing. <laughs> she opens it up. She's putting the coffee grinds and water in, and a couple spiders crawl out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. So sending me a message on Facebook, freaking out. I don't mean to laugh because I'm sure she's... Where, where did they crawl out of? Like where you put the water in or the or the coffee grounds? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's better. <laughs> They're both awful. And then I'm like, oh. I think man. I'd prefer to have it in the water part because then at least the water boils and it, yeah. it, it goes up through the... But if you're, you're actually having... <laughs> Having like spider coffee if they're in with the with the grounds and the filter, right? Yeah, I'm sure it's better for you. I'm sure there's some sort of nu- nutrients in there, but uh, not good. If spider was an essential oil, she wouldn't have any problem <laughs> with consuming that. Oh, just take two drops of spider legs, and it'll keep the common cold away. Um, in Salem, that was very popular. I not, understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not not good, and I've been putting off calling like an exterminator. I'm like, an yeah, exterminator. Well, I don't roll know. up a newspaper. Sure, but how many spiders? And then, sure, like I'm text, I'm saying, okay, I'll take care of it. Blah 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 blah. And uh-huh. She's like, oh my god, there was another one over the dog bowl. And I had to spray it with the spider killer spray, and I got to wash the dog bowls. So they're covered in poison. She's been asking you to do this to take care of the spider problem in your house for a while now, for a year. And, and you've been saying, I'll do it. Yeah, don't worry, I'll take yeah. care of it. Relax, relax. But um, now that spiders have crawled out of the coffee maker. I think it might be the last straw. Do you need to stay at my house? I'm fine. <laughs> she might need to pop a tent over there. Yeah. I I had a good little dip in spiders, though, like November to December, free and clear. Thought yeah, the problem took back. care of itself, but yeah, there's a renaissance. So, and I, I I mean, I've talked to bug guys before, and they're like, yeah, we can like spray around the house and blah, blah, blah. I put some spider glue traps down. Uh-huh. They caught a lot of dust. No spiders yet. Aren't spiders good for you? They, they take care of all the other little bugs, though, right? That's what I thought. The I spiders think spiders are the mostly best just have great have. PR people. That's what people say. But, like, who cares about a fly? 
I mean, it's it's the it's the ratio. Uh-huh. Like one or two friendly spiders, that's all good. But, you know, seen from arachnophobia, nest behind the <laughs> wine cellar, you know, not good. <laughs> a grande. Oh, no, now she's sending me a grande spider facts. Double, double frap spider uh, oh. coffee in the morning, not a good thing. What? It's never good when they're sending you spider facts. She must be Googling. Is she listening right now? I don't think so. Um, OMG, a female spider will lay approximately 250 spiders. So if all these lay eggs, we have thousands and thousands. Okay, it's getting out of control. In her mind is just... Yeah, she's looking at the worst case scenario. (laughs) She's catastrophizing for sure. But again, she is the one who had a spider crawl out of the coffee maker. That's pretty gross, dude. Not only that, but now you can't make coffee. Shoot us a text message if you know what to do. If there's a bit of a... A little, we don't want to, we don't want to add to the hysteria, (laughs) but there might be a mild spider problem over at Jim Kelly's house. And we're in crisis mode here. Jim's girlfriend, Sarah, sent him a text message, said I was making a coffee and a spider crawled out of the coffee maker. She's been on you to take care of the spider problem in your house for a year now, you say, Jim. Yeah, yeah. You think you have a higher level of spiders than the average house? I... Before she moved in, I never noticed a single spider. <laughs> she walks into rooms like spider. <laughs> I was I was totally comfortable with them before. Are there certain types of spiders she's she's more okay with? I know we got in, in, in the basement of the Tasma Hall. We've got a lot of uh, daddy long legs, and they don't bug me. If you see the one with the big bodies, though, like the the dark hair, when you can see the hairs on the body of the spider, that's when you really start worrying. Yeah, we're not quite there yet, but they're certainly not daddy long legs. Definitely not. They're like the... Those things are like 98% leg. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like the head of a Q-tip walking around your house. Who cares? (laughs) Getting some suggestions here and comments about your issue. Hey, guys, have you seen the movie Tarantula? The spiders came to North America in Colombian coffee beans on an airplane. Well, maybe it's one of those. Maybe it's a baby tarantula that crawled out of the coffee maker. (laughs) Is Maxwell House from Colombia? Because we get the cheapest coffee. Spiders hate peppermint, Jim. Mm. She should diffuse the, the house in peppermint oil. Okay, may that sounds like nonsense. Maybe because that sounds like the easiest, best solution ever. All you all you do is get rid of all the spiders, and your house smells like peppermint. Sure, sounds too easy. Sounds too simple. Stop at the candy store on the way home from work. Problem solved. Start rubbing the candy canes all over the house. Jim, the cause may be a bush or a tree outside your house. I had spiders in a maple tree. The spiders absolutely loved it there. Hmm. So walk around outside, see if there's any. Uh, spider nests, webs, webs, nests. I did just cut down a tree. Shout out to CLC landscaping, but uh, maybe they lost their home and scurried inside and the they house. they decided to overtake yours. Yeah, that was in like November. Fun fact, Jim, you're never more than three feet away from a spider at any point in time. Yeah, that's nonsense. <laughs> Uh, don't tell Sarah, Jim, that naturally we eat a few spiders every year when they crawl into your mouth while you're sleeping. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Also debunked, not true. <laughs> they always say like, humans eat 11 spiders a year while they're sleeping. That's not true. Well, it's also not helping. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> you know, Sarah's listening at home. We're trying to make her feel better, make her feel like Jim's going to actually do something about the spider problem. Yeah, and there's like con- the consistent ones. Oh, just keep a spiders. They keep all the other bugs out. 
It's like it's like telling somebody, oh, if, if your genitals are covered in enough herpes, then you can't get gonorrhea. It's like this, I'm still losing in this battle. This is not good. Hold on a second. That's not true, is it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm free and clear. <laughs> You'd know, Jim. You'd know. <laughs> and you may remember this if you've been listening to the show for a while. This is a couple of years ago. We got a call from... A young lady, a very impressive young lady named Paige. So my name is Paige. Um, I'm 11 years old, and I live in Dorchester. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just wondering if your radio station maybe could help me out with something. What's that? So um, I'm doing a bottle drive, like with beer, liquor bottles, and cans as well as wine bottles. So my mom who has breast cancer is going through an intense chemotherapy. We are a family of seven, and one is going off to college. Oh my and I'm like worried about money instead of herself, and I really just don't want her to worry about money. I just want her to worry about herself. Wow, that's that's Paige. She's 13 now. Her mom Rebecca joins us here on the show. Hi, Rebecca. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Little lopsided. A little heavier on the left than the right, but I'm okay. <laughs> you do what you got to do. The battle continues for you, right? It does. It does. And it will continue for a while, but we're on a good path. And how's Paige doing now? She's 13? She is doing great. Yes, she just had her 13th birthday, and uh, she's in full remote learning. Um, and actually, it's going uh, surprisingly well. <laughs> she's getting good grades? I hope so. Straight A student. Not surprised. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, we, uh, how could we resist that uh, call to action? We, we did what we could to help. We put the word out there for the bottle drive that your daughter did for your, your battle against breast cancer. And we stepped things up. We had a big concert for you with our friends from Bob Noxious at the Powerhouse Brewery in, in uh, London. And we raised thousands and thousands of dollars. It was a very emotional night. And at the end of it, you said, I'm going to, if there's money left over, I'm going to do what I can to pay it forward. And yes. y you had a little bit of money left over and you're trying to turn it into a lot of money for breast cancer awareness and research. Yes, absolutely. And that's how, uh, that's how Paint the Town Pink, which is now Pink the Towns, uh, came about. <laughs> Tell us about this Pink the Towns initiative that you've started up. How does it work? Uh, so uh, basically, it's a lawn fine campaign uh, for the month of October. Uh, and uh, last year it was locally, well, not so locally. We, we had signs in Ottawa, Georgian Bay, Grand Bend Bayfield, Port, Port Burwell, um, and uh, Haldeman, Norfolk, all kinds up there. Um, and so uh, people purchase their, their lawn sign, um, and they, this year they'll have to come and pick it up because it's actually we've turned it into a province-wide initiative. Okay. Uh, last, last year we raised uh, $13,380 in two weeks. That's amazing. Um, awesome, yeah. Yeah, and this year I, I'm looking to I'm looking over the uh, the six digit mark, so um, uh, more for the awareness and than the research. I think the awareness is the biggest part, but I certainly want to donate to uh, to give back to breast cancer because uh, it's given me so so much. Um, but uh, I really do want to give back for all those people who are, you know, going to be doing this fight and more so getting our young, young girls and, and men who get it as well, uh, but more getting these young girls in the habit of, of uh, checking their boobies and making sure that they're, you know, 
Um, yeah. Because that's what, what was the shocking thing to you when you were going through this and you were going to get treatment. You would see women that you wouldn't have expected to have to deal with this until much later in life. Oh, my goodness. There was young girls in there. It, it, it makes me cry just thinking about it, to be honest, because they were so young, 24 years old, 20, 21 years old, with mm. a double mastectomy because they didn't know to check their breasts. They didn't know what to They didn't know. I mm. didn't know. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be a stage three breast cancer had I known. Yeah. Um, and so getting the word out, and, and I love how the communities came together. I mean, we had people who, they had their lawn sign out. They painted pumpkins pink. They um, put big pink ribbons on their front lawn. We had businesses putting balloons out and lawn signs, and really everybody came together. It was actually a very, very beautiful sight. Yeah. Um, well, let's see if we can pink the province here. Uh, pinkthetowns.ca is the website. That's pink the towns plural. You can get your lawn sign to put on the lawn during uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October. If you live in an apartment building, you guys have door hangers there as well, right? Yeah. But let's get as yeah. much pink out there as possible. It's pink the towns plural. Don't go to pinkthetown.ca. That's a different website. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like it could be an escort, <laughs> an escort service. <laughs> but well, hey, however you however you get those boobs checked, I guess it but, works. <laughs> isn't that the truth? Right? <laughs> Pinkthetowns.ca is the website, and and let's see how far you can take this, Rebecca. We're we're glad that we have been able to be a small part of of what you're doing. We think it's incredible. Well, actually, you're a big part, uh, because without the help of, of folks like you, um, I can't spread the word. And uh, and it takes a lot of planning to go province-wide, and uh, we have, like, hundreds of cities we have to touch. So um, it, thank you for, for helping me out. And, and if people can get their orders in, it would cause me a lot uh, of uh, ease of mind rather than insanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get the orders in early so you have time to plan, right? That's right. That's Pinkthetowns.ca if you want to uh, jump on board and help out our friends in Hamilton. If you're in London, anywhere in between, let's see how many pink signs we can get out there this October. Rebecca, we're glad you're doing well. Uh, tell Paige we say hi, and you know she's the real reason all of this is happening. Oh yeah, she is. She's totally the real reason. And uh and uh to be honest, a lot of this was because I chances are one or a couple of the children will have maybe breast cancer and I it's really really important to me that um you know, we get that out for the, for our younger generation. So thanks so much guys and Paige said to say hello back. <laughs> We're sending you love, continued success with your fight, and you let us know if you need anything. Okay, Rebecca? Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe Keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.